The Murder Minute podcast contains depictions of real-life true crime stories. Some details may be disturbing, and listener discretion is advised. This is Murder Minute. I'm your host, Mrs. Smitty, and today is Wednesday, January 12th, 2022. Today on Murder Minute, I'm bringing you a story about a tragic plane crash that claimed the lives of 44 people in 1955. But first your true crime headlines. Convicted murderer Robert Durst has died in a California prison hospital at the age of 78. The eccentric millionaire was the subject of the hit HBO docuseries The Jinx, which included a hot mic moment where Durst stated that he, quote, killed them all, which was believed to be in reference to the deaths of his first wife, Kathy McCormick Durst, who disappeared in 1982 and whose body has never been found and also his longtime friend, Susan Berman, murdered in Los Angeles in 2000, and his neighbor, Morris Black, who Durst claimed to have shot in self-defense. Durst was tried and acquitted for the killing of Morris Black. In October of last year, Durst was convicted of the murder of Susan Berman in 2000, for which he received a sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole. Durst tested positive for COVID-19 the day after he was sentenced and had been in failing health for the last several years. His cause of death was not immediately available and will be determined by the San Joaquin County Coroner. The three men convicted of the murder of Ahmaud Arbery have been sentenced to life in prison. Father and son Gregory and Travis McMichael each received sentences of life without parole, and their friend William Roddy Bryan was sentenced to life with the possibility of parole after 30 years. Arbery was gunned down as he jogged through Satilla Shores, Georgia in February of 2020. The McMichaels chased him through their neighborhood in a pickup truck for five minutes and cornered him before Travis McMichael shot him at close range with a shotgun. William Roddy Bryan recorded the chase and subsequent murder on cell phone video. At the time, the men claimed that they were chasing Arbery, who was black, because they believed that he had been responsible for some recent burglaries in their neighborhood. The Glynn County Police Department said that it had no reports involving burglaries or home break-ins in the Satilla Shores neighborhood between January 1st and February 23rd, the period leading up to Arbery's murder. The men are also facing federal hate crime charges, and jury selection in that federal case is scheduled to begin next month. A good Samaritan died on New Year's Day while trying to help a man who fell onto subway tracks during a gang assault in the Bronx. At around 2.40 a.m., a 38-year-old male was approached by several individuals on the southbound train platform in the Fordham Road subway station in the Bronx, according to NYPD. The victim was assaulted and fell onto the subway tracks, though it is unclear if he jumped or was pushed. The Good Samaritan, a 36-year-old man, jumped onto the tracks to help the victim and was struck by an oncoming train and killed. The assault victim was not hit by the train but did suffer a broken arm, for which he was treated at a local hospital. The NYPD has released surveillance photos from the Fordham Road station that night and is asking for the public's help in identifying the suspects wanted in connection with the attack. Those were this week's true crime headlines. For more true crime headlines, follow me on TikTok at True Crime Headlines and on Instagram at Murder Minute. After this break, I'll be back to tell you the story of the fateful journey of United Flight 629. Hey, Murder Minute listeners, it's me, Mrs. Smitty. Do you love a good whodunit? 
I know that you do because you're listening to this podcast right now. And I think you'll also love my new favorite game, June's Journey. June's Journey is an interactive, hidden object style game where you play as June Parker, an amateur detective investigating a series of mysteries full of twists and turns around every corner. You'll put your powers of observation to the test, sharpen your sleuthing skills, and relish the thrill of solving the case. I love this game. The scenes are beautiful, the music is soothing, and the puzzles are challenging and fun. I like to play it when I need a quick reset during a long work day. It's the perfect way to take a break, challenge my memory, and have some fun. And with new chapters every week, there's always a new case waiting to be cracked. Are you ready to unleash your inner detective? Download June's Journey from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. Hey everyone, Mrs. Smitty here. Did you know that cats are carnivores that need lots of meat? I didn't know that leading cat food brands are often filled with fillers, grains, and very little protein. That's why I switched to Cat Person Cat Food. It's everything my cat needs to stay happy and healthy. High quality, high protein meals delivered right to my door. And they'll do the same for you. If you order your starter box today, I've arranged for Cat Person to provide an exclusive offer of nearly 50% off just for my listeners. Cat Person is protein packed, 50% more than industry standards, and only uses wholesome ingredients. The food is grain-free and low-carb, so there's no room for the unnecessary fillers you may find in other brands that can cause digestive problems for your kitty. Cat Person delivers delicious, nutritious, and high-quality cat food right to your door. You'll never run out or have to settle for what's in stock at your local store. The meal plans are fully customized for your cat and perfect for cats of all ages. There are 16 easy-to-serve wet food varieties and three different dry foods, so you'll be sure to find the combinations your cat will love. My cat loves the turkey and chicken wet food and the turkey and duck dry food. They always ship for free with the meal plan. You won't believe all that's included in your starter box. Listen to this, wet food, one two-pound bag of dry food, plus an entire set of serving spoons. I'm gonna do that again. Listen to this. You won't believe all that's included in your starter box. Listen to this. 10 cups of wet food, one two-pound bag of dry food, plus an entire set of serving spoons, silicone lids, and a scooper. And Cat Person offers a 30-day money-back guarantee on your custom plan if your cat doesn't love Cat Person. No questions asked. We opened the box, and my cat tried the turkey and chicken wet food and could not get enough. Uh, went looking for the lid, the can, uh, just absolutely devoured it. Uh, his coat looks so shiny and wonderful already after just about a week on the food. Um, and, you know, he, he just seems to have so much more energy. So uh, he's a big fan. And so am I. It's such a great deal. Uh, you and your cat are going to love Cat Person as much as we do. Go to catperson.com slash murder minute and use code MURDERMINUTE to save nearly 50% off your starter box with free shipping. That's catperson.com slash MURDERMINUTE, code MURDERMINUTE, and get nearly 50% off your starter box with free shipping. One more time, it's catperson.com slash MURDERMINUTE 
and use the code MURDERMINUTE. Welcome back. Air travel in the 1950s was much different than what we're used to today. In that era, the main cabin of a plane held about 18 passengers, so there was plenty of room to spread out and stretch your legs. Flight attendants served in-flight meals on fine china plates with proper cutlery, and passengers could even sleep in seats that converted into beds. Planes came with fully stocked bars, and passengers could drink, smoke cigarettes, and relax in lounge areas in the cabin. Also, there was no TSA, and airport security was virtually non-existent. So you could arrive at the airport 30 minutes before takeoff and easily make your flight. Another major difference? In the 1950s, you could purchase air travel insurance from a vending machine in the airport. These policies typically cost about $2.50, payable in quarters, and provided up to $62,500 in coverage. The vending machines were widely available in both large and small airports around the country. This golden age of travel was also fraught with danger. It was not uncommon for a half a dozen plane crashes every year, usually resulting in the deaths of everyone on board. One such doomed flight was United Airlines Flight 629. This was a route that originated from New York's LaGuardia Airport on November 1st, 1955. After a planned stop in Chicago, the flight continued on to Denver, where it was refueled and the crew was replaced. At 6.52 p.m. local time, the plane took off from Denver, bound for its next stop in Portland, but just 11 minutes later, Flight 629 crashed over Longmont, Colorado, claiming the lives of all 44 souls on board. Ground searchers who reached the crash site determined that all the passengers and crew aboard the aircraft had died instantly. The debris from the accident was scattered across six square miles. Eyewitnesses in the area consistently mentioned a fiery explosion in the air, with flames streaming down, and then a second explosion on impact. The plane's wreckage burned for days after the crash. After examining the debris field, investigators determined that the plane crash was not caused by structural or mechanical defects, and a criminal investigation began. One of the things investigators looked at was to see who among the passengers carried flight insurance, and they found that 17 of the 39 passengers on board had purchased policies. One of those passengers was a woman named Daisy King, who was traveling to Alaska to visit her daughter. The beneficiary of her policy? Her son, Jack. Jack Gilbert Graham was born at the height of the Great Depression. His father died of pneumonia in 1937 when Jack was just a small child. His mother was too poor to care for him and sent him to live in an orphanage. In 1941, Daisy remarried, this time to a man named Earl King. Tragically, her new husband died a short time later. Daisy received a substantial inheritance after his death, which she used to become a successful businesswoman. Though her financial situation changed, she did not collect her son from the orphanage. They remained estranged until Jack was 22 years old, and even after their reconciliation, people described their relationship as tense. Earlier in 1955, a restaurant that was owned by Daisy King had been destroyed in a suspicious explosion. 
Jack Gilbert Graham was the manager of that restaurant, and he had insured the business and collected a large insurance payout after the explosion. Additionally, Jack Gilbert Graham had a criminal record for check forgery and illegally transporting whiskey, for which he had served a brief prison sentence in Texas. Jack stood to gain $37,500 in insurance proceeds from his mother's death, which would be more than $350,000 in the present day. As investigators pieced together what had happened that day, they were able to determine that explosives had been used to bring down Flight 629 and that those explosives had been in the baggage compartment. It turned out that Jack had placed a wrapped Christmas gift in his mother's suitcase just before she departed for her trip. Inside the neatly wrapped box, he placed 25 sticks of dynamite, set with a 90-minute timer to detonate the homemade bomb. When police confronted Jack with the mountain of evidence against him, he confessed to blowing up United Flight 629 for the purpose of collecting insurance money after his mother's death. Back in 1955, there were no laws on the books, making blowing up an airplane a crime. So the district attorney tried to take the simplest and most efficient route to a conviction. He charged Jack Gilbert Graham with a single count of premeditated murder, the murder of his mother, Daisy King. At the close of the 15-day televised trial, jurors deliberated for just 69 minutes before returning their verdict. They found Jack Gilbert Graham guilty and recommended the death penalty. It was less than a year between his sentencing and his death in the gas chamber at the Colorado State Penitentiary. He was just 24 years old at the time of his execution. Jack's wife was able to collect on an insurance policy after her husband's execution, which was valued at $10,000, almost $90,000 in today's value. That was this week's Murder Minute. For a live discussion of this week's episode, including true crime headlines, follow me on the Stereo app. For more true crime content, follow me on Instagram at Murder Minute and on TikTok at True Crime Headlines. Until next week, I'm Mrs. Smitty, and this has been your Murder Minute.